Welcome to Beijing's Daily News. Today is the 23rd of September 2022. We'll be covering gas fees and P ratio for Ethereum, as well as the AppChain universe. Let's get to it. On September the 22nd, crypto researcher Han Casalo published an article titled "How High Do We Want Gas Fees to Be on Ethereum?" to discuss the impact of Ethereum gas on the network. High gas fees are a double-edged sword for Ethereum holders. The good part is high fees means a sexy P ratio leads to a more staker earning and put deflationary pressure on the supply. The bad thing is the user experience sucks as users are forced to pay triple-digit dollars for Uniswap swaps. The goal is to avoid prohibitively expensive transactions while generating fees, and this is difficult on a layer one blockchain like Ethereum, due to the dynamic of how quickly fees increase once block space is filled. Before blocks are full, transactions are essentially free. Once they are filled, bidding quickly drives up the fee for everyone. In the current market, most view that demand for transactions has fallen off a cliff, as the average transaction is about one twentieth in cost from peak days. However, viewing this as a ninety-five drop in demand is incorrect. Due to this dynamic where fees skyrocket easily, Ethereum doesn't generate a meaningful amount of fees until it does. And other layer ones don't generate anything today at all. Layer two proofs start to make a more significant share of the layer one fees. This will mean a move from today's two percent of gas consumed by layer twos moving to a twenty-five to thirty percent range. Legacy apps on the layer one keeps generating a high number of fees due to whale activity. In terms of absolute transactions and user amounts, layer twos quickly take over Ethereum layer one. All of this leads to a spot where, even if demand spikes to levels beyond what we saw in the previous bull market, Ethereum fees will plateau at 30 to 40 guay and a slightly deflationary level for the blockchain. If the Ethereum P ratio gets too attractive, this is bearish Ethereum because it means layer twos haven't got the users onboarded. Layer twos should lead to consistently reasonable gas levels, but legacy activity will keep Ethereum deflationary. The real yield for Ethereum stakers shouldn't go over three to four percent due to these factors for a long time. Ultimately, if this technology is successful, though, demand will always outstrip block space supply. September twenty-second, crypto researcher and investor Mohammed Foda published an article titled "The AppChain Universe: The Risks and the Opportunities Discussing AppChain." Here are the main points: AppChains are designed to primarily Perform a single functionality or application, for example, a game or a DeFi application. This means that the application can use the full resources of the chain, such as the throughput, state, etc., without further competition from any other applications. This design choice allows optimizing the chain technical architecture, security parameters, throughput, etc., to match the application needs. As it is not often possible to deploy other applications to the chain. App chains are not necessarily permissionless for developers to build on; they are permissionless only for users to use. The app chain concept is a departure from the standard blockchain practice, where the chain is open for both users and developers. The app chain thesis predicts that every popular Web3 application will eventually have its own blockchain. The trend makes some founders think that the right course of action is to architect their own product from the beginning as an app chain. We believe that this approach may work for some applications. Other applications will be shooting themselves in the foot by investing in building an app chain early on. 
The notion of smart contracts chains as cities is useful to explain the compromise founders take in launching their applications as app chains. On the other hand, app chains act like a rural town that have single business activity. The town can create its own rules and policies. It is less crowded and cheaper, but may not be well connected to the external world. In the middle between these two models lie sector-specific chains, chains that support some but not all businesses, for example DeFi or gaming. Sector-specific chains are equivalent to suburban cities, which can be more popular and safe than rural towns, but less hectic than metropolitan cities. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to bishingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account Bishing Ventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Bishing Ventures. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.